When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. My friend, there is an all-new off-road-worthy pickup truck in the world. There is, and I hear it might be working its way over to our shores. Yes, to the United States shores. Fantastic. Of course, I'm referring to big news of this week, the 2023 next-generation Ford Ranger Raptor. On this episode of TFL Talking Trucks, I would like to dig deep into this truck because it's really important. Yeah. And plus, the CEO of Ford, Jim Farley, confirmed that it's coming to the U.S. Yeah, I mean, he can't really go back on that. If he's saying that it's going to be hey, here, it's, it's going Twitter. to be here. It's on Twitter. Oh, well, then there it is. If it's on Twitter, it's in stone. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Farley, for bringing this over. Only after us begging for what, a very long five years, time. something like that. Something. Yeah. But remember, we've seen these things test here again and again and again, and it turns out, oh, there's a good reason for that. But I want to do more than this on this podcast. Okay. I want to actually uh, put it in context with competition. Okay. Because in the U.S., as in Australia and other markets, we have you know everybody GM and Toyota and Nissan and the Jeep. Uh, in this segment also fighting. Yeah, so we have some numbers here, and for those of you who are interested in this, you're going to find that these numbers in some ways are very close, but there's some big differences in certain spots. And we have all of those numbers, at least as we have them, based on what this truck is, uh, currently. Exactly. So we, we don't know. There could be some changes when it comes here. And I think this new uh, Ranger Raptor is going to push the competition hard. I agree. Because I think everybody's looking at this and uh, because it has big power, which we'll get into in a yep. second. Um, and then on and on and on. But before we do that, we have to thank our Patreon supporters. That is correct. Yes. So thank you. Uh, recently, Matt and Sarah Hartledge uh, donated to us at patreon.com slash TFLcar. And this is, you know, it helps us. You know, $2 a month doesn't sound big. But when you add all the other supporters like you, it becomes huge. It does. And without your support, we couldn't do what we're doing right now. And also, it's a great way for us to communicate to each other. Um, and for example, Matt and Sarah just sent a, a kind of a, a lengthy uh, message. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what we want. We want to have a communication, a two-way conversation. So thank you very much. Uh, this is the, one of the best ways to contact us. Right. And if you're a Patreon and if you're communicating with us, we will take the time to really communicate back. Unfortunately... Be because you're helping us. Precisely. Yeah. But, and unfortunately, we can't... We get thousands of emails, but we can't respond to all of them. But Patreons, we do definitely put them above the pack. Yes. So thank you very much. And let's dig into the uh, Ranger Raptor. 
Uh, it came out in several markets, so there were several online debuts. Uh, one of them came from Australia, which is very natural because actually Ford has a big uh, testing facility there. They right. test a lot of their off-road trucks there. Um, and of course, it's a big market for this truck. It is indeed. Um, South Africa was there. Mm-hmm. I believe the UK maybe was involved in this debut. Right. Except for us, we we got nothing. Well, let's let's do that. <laughs> so we, we, that's why we don't get the nice things. Uh, but we will be getting the nice things eventually. Yes. But but hey, uh, on the flip side, we've been we've had an F one fifty Raptor for eleven years. That's true. And the other folks have not. Well, not much. And you were one of the first to get your hands on the Bronco Raptor. So. I mean, so yeah, yeah Ford is giving us something. Yeah, there's some give and take there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this new truck is, of course, a mid-size truck. It's based on their latest architecture for their mid-size, smaller pickup trucks, um, and it competes directly against the Tacoma, the Colorado Chevy, the Nissan Frontier, the Jeep Gladiator, GMC Canyon, all these guys. Uh, and it has a new chassis because it's a Raptor. Right. Okay. So. Let's get into, first of all, let's talk about what the, the new Ranger is, and then we'll work up to the, the Raptor, because they're different. Yes, and also, it appears to be, it's a more of a global approach. Yes. Remember, so, um, the Ranger was not here in the U.S. for a while, but it was overseas, and it was in different versions, right? So, like, 2011, they stopped selling them here, and then... I believe so. About and eight years later, it came back. Back in 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but this one... And specifically because of what's under the hood, mm. it looks to be a global offering that will be kind of very similar across the board, which I'm happy about because, you know, we don't have to say, oh, the diesel is there, but it's not here. The twin turbo V6 is there, but it's not here. Okay. Uh, I, I'm interested in that, but I wanted to mention something real quick. Yes. And that is that the current Ranger that we have, uh, the highest level you can get off-road-wise is the Tremor package. Yes. The Ranger is sort of a mix of two different trucks. It is primarily the same platform that is being used overseas, but they did make some changes to make it compliant for our market. So it's kind of a little bit of both, but it's certainly not a global truck because there are changes that were required. And in the United States, only one powertrain is available. Yeah, and different engines. Absolutely. Well, yeah. there's different emissions regulations across the board. Right. Right now, it's only a four-cylinder turbo. Right. Uh, but it's actually quite quick and quite competitive. Oh, I have no problem yeah. with the power. T- I mean, it works great. And plus, you get that 10-speed automatic transmission for free. So yeah. that's all part of it as well. So this new one has a slightly different chassis. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have a lot of exact, exact specifications like mm-hmm. You know, wheelbase, wheel uh, track width, um, ground clearance. Ford did not disclose uh, a lot of that. Uh, but uh, what we do know, um, it's at least in the U.S., it will be built alongside the new Bronco, mm-hmm. right? Which is actually currently. Uh, that's what's happening currently yeah. at the factory. So they will share many components uh, and probably and likely uh, have this, um, you know, coil-based rear suspension and beefed up frames, uh, which is what this truck does. Um, it, it beefed up, they beefed up basically the um, coil uh, shock suspension mounts because they expected to get airborne once in a while. Oh yeah, and a hard rebound and everything else. Yeah. And so yeah, they. So let's talk about the well, the overseas truck has, and then we can probably guesstimate an awful lot of information that will be you know headed our way as well. Yeah, so like we mentioned, kind of new chassis, right? And they made it a little bit wider, and of course, wider fenders Mm -hmm. uh, for longer travel. And they put on this truck the live suspension, so active suspension. Is that Fox? Uh, Fox Mm 2.5, not 3.1. 
No. Like the currently uh, the Bronco Raptor and the F-150 Raptor have. Well, might, maybe that's weight uh, yeah, part of I'm it and maybe that. price yes. as well. Yeah, Pri- I think price, and, exactly. Price and weight have to do probably a lot with it. Also smaller tires. Right. Have, well, let, let, let's. You, you brought up suspension. Let's go yeah. there, and then we'll move over to tires. So the suspension system currently it's available, and most likely the one that we, they will be using is one that uses real-time um, adjustment. Uh, yeah, right? exactly. Okay, so explain that real quick. Yeah, so as with any Raptor, mm-hmm. and this is now a Raptor family, right? right? Because they will have up to three vehicles that are Raptors. Um you can the driver can pre-select certain things. Mm-hmm. You can put it in sport mode, normal mode, Baja mode, and it changes kind of the stiffness of the shocks and the character of the truck, right? right. But in any of those modes, uh, depending on what's happening, the shocks can also adjust, and there's basically electrically controlled valve mm-hmm. that can um, open or close or vary how much it's open um, to let the, some of the fluid in and out, and so it controls the stiffness of it and. Uh, that's what's available currently on the F-150 Raptor, will be available on the Bronco Raptor, and now in a slightly smaller package, it'll be available here. Okay. Now, we've had some personal experience with these systems yes. going all the way back to when they weren't adjustable and, and to where they are now. And I think we can honestly say that it's a very effective system. It works instantly, uh, and it works in all-terrain. Yeah, and actually... Um, Competition is responding because Ram TRX also has uh, actively adjustable shocks. Right. Uh, Bill Steins in that case. Right. So, but as far as any other competitor, look at Toyota Tacoma TRD Pro, for example, Mm. uh, some others, they have also fancy shocks, but not actively adjustable. Right. Or even the ZR2 from Chevrolet. I mean, that's that's a very different one. Spool valve shocks, which are pretty uh, good, actually, and fancy, Mm -hmm. uh, but also not actively adjustable. Exactly. So, okay, so we covered that. Now, let's move on to the tires, because at least my perspective, for those of you who can see this, we're able to see the Raptor over our shoulder, and those tires look pretty big for that little truck. They do, but they're not huge. Yeah. I was expecting 35s, because in my mind, the F-150 Raptor, has 35s, that's where it starts. Yeah. The Bronco Raptor starts at 37. Holy cow. Yeah. But this truck is not. It's 33, basically. It looks, still, looks pretty big on that little truck, but okay. Well, yeah. So so what do you think? I mean, are you disappointed? No. Do you want bigger tires? No. I, you know, I'm believe it or not, I'm not one of those big fans of huge tires because I know that that saps performance. You get you you gain certain things off road, but you lose certain things on road. And let's face it, an awful lot of people are going to be driving this thing as a daily driver. Mm-hmm. So you have to you know find a comfortable medium, and perhaps that is the right size. It looks like they're running at least on this one BFGs. Those look like KM threes, maybe. Um, uh, no, I believe they're KO twos. Are those KO twos? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I could just see the BFG. My my eyes are a little fuzzy. That's okay. But. Um, Overall, and it looks, is that a sidestep I see, similar to... Yeah, kind of a Raptor step. Yeah, that, like, that's like the regular big full-size Raptor. Yeah, and really the styling of this thing, the Ranger Raptor, is really kind of miniature F-150 Raptor. It really is. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the the new front-end treatment, even the skid plate, the way it's designed, all of it looks like it's, you know, a miniaturized version of the F-150. Um, and it's interesting, obviously, F-O-R-D for this uh, Stampton uh, Grail. And, of course, um, there's a lot of openings there for cooling. There's a large skid plate up front, uh, which is painted silver. Uh, and, um, interestingly enough, uh, the fender flares <coughs> mm-hmm. and the grill have little elements where the marker lights would be. Do you see that? Yeah, I see that. But there are no marker lights. I wonder if so, that's different overseas. Because I, I don't think it's over 80 inches wide, first uh, of all. okay. 
Um, well, I'm guessing, by the way, mm-hmm. because we don't have exact specifications. But also, uh, well, it has that character of a Raptor, but maybe it doesn't necessitate, it's not necessary, I'm sorry, to add those little amber lights. It may not be. Um, and also, this is something that may change when it becomes available for the United States. And bear in mind, what we are looking at here and the numbers we're looking at are all for the overseas market. Oh, there's much better pictures there. Ooh. Yeah, and specifically specifically for Australian market. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are images that came out from the Australian debut. You ever get the feeling that Ford likes Australia more than they like us? I'm beginning to think this yeah. because of this. Yeah. And they've had the um, Raptor for a long time, the Raptor Ranger, um, which in the past had a diesel. Why don't we talk about powertrains? Well, before we do that, mm-hmm. can we compare the tires? You have some numbers there. I do uh, indeed. Because, because this that tire on the Ranger Raptor is really a 32.7 inch. Uh, in the industry, we call it 33. I would call it a 33. Because we like to round up. <laughs> so it's interesting because currently... You have um, smaller and larger tires out there. So, for instance, on the Tremor, so that's the vehicle we have now. That's the most capable off-road version of the Ford uh, Ranger. That one has 31.6, so we'll call them 32s. Okay. All right. So this one, the Raptor version, is a little bit larger. A little bit larger. Okay. Uh, The Toyota Tacoma TRD Pro currently comes with 30.6 inch. So also 31. 31s, yeah. Not also. I mean, sorry, 31. Uh, the Jeep Gladiator Rubicon, 32.7, so we can go those 33s. Uh, the Chevy Colorado, let's see here, that one has um, 30.6. So about 31. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And then finally, the uh, Nissan Frontier Pro 4X, that one has 31s. Yeah. So, so 33 is at the top of that range. That's exactly it. So this okay. is the biggest that's available currently for midsize trucks. Well, it matches the Gladiator, actually. Yeah, uh, that is yeah. if if the Gladiator, yeah. Uh, so, the, but the thing is about the Gladiator. Uh, rumor has it that they're going to go to those you know, have an option for the big, what thirty sevens or whatever that they're offering on oh, the like other. the Extreme Recon. Yeah, yeah, which is like so, thirty five. Yeah, right it's now. a much yeah. it's a much larger tire. But uh, currently, this is the well, largest. They haven't said that yet officially. Not officially, yeah. no. Uh, we, we might find out about that at the Easter Jeep Safari, which is coming up right around the Ooh, corner, by the way. That's within like five or six weeks. Yes. Right? I'm very excited about that. That's my Disneyland. I, I, that's my jam. Okay. Let's uh, let's continue. There's a lot more uh, if we want to compare other numbers. Uh, do you well, want to go there as well? Well, let's start the, the powertrain. So okay. we figured out that the tire package on the Raptor is Ranger one of the bigger. Is one of the biggest. It matches the Gladiator in the right. U.S. Uh, but... Uh, so, so yeah, that's competitive. So let's go to power because this is where I think this truck stands out. Yeah, this Ranger Raptor, uh, because it's tucking away a three-liter twin-turbo V6. Is that the same one that's in the Bronco? Bronco Raptor, yes, Ooh. exactly. And uh, when the Bronco Raptor launched, and we had a full podcast about this, yeah, um, they said 400 horsepower estimate. That's what the U.S. team said, right? Uh-huh. But we get more specific um, power numbers for this Australian version of this engine. Okay. Which is 392 horsepower and 430 pound-feet of torque. And we're talking a mid-size pickup here. It's going to melt the tires. <laughs> oh, that's why the tires are yeah, Maybe, smaller. so they can get knocked down a size. So uh, let's compare that. So uh, what was that horsepower again? 392. 392 and 430. Okay. Yeah. So the, currently, the Ford Ranger, which, by the way, we feel that the current four-cylinder uh, that's available in the Ford Ranger that's right now in, in the U.S. Good. is pretty damn good. Yeah. 
270 horsepower, 310 pound-feet of torque. Now, its competitors, Toyota Tacoma TRD Pro, well, Toyota Tacoma's uh, 3.5-liter V6 puts out uh, 278 horsepower and 265 pound-feet of torque. So... Uh, a little bit more horsepower, and but a lot less torque. And they're actually the best sellers in the segment. Yeah, they are by far. Yeah. Uh, the Jeep Gladiator Rubicon, now, we're not including the diesel. We're only talking about the 3.6-liter Pentastar V6. Puts out 285 horsepower. But they do have that torquey option, like you said. They do. Yeah. They do. That's But that's that's a very different mill. Um, well, it's a different character, right? It's, it's a completely it, different. It takes off amazing, right, the yeah. diesel. But then at the top end, it, it kind of peters fall, out. Oh, it falls off a yeah, cliff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and 260 pound-feet of torque with that uh, the Rubicon. Chevy Colorado. Uh, that one, I don't remember. Well, there's the, two engines, Yeah, right? so. The, the, there's a 308 horsepower. Uh-huh. So now we're in the 300s. Right. right? Um, and they also have a diesel. Right, the 2.8. Yeah. So, which may go away, actually. We're hearing rumors, yeah. but there's nothing confirmed yet. Right. That, no, and no, then nothing we, from GM. Right. And we're also hearing that everything may be replaced by the turbocharged four-cylinder that they have. So we'll see. Uh, Nissan Frontier Pro 4X, brand new vehicle pretty much. That has the new 3.8 liter V6, and it puts out 310 horsepower. So at least in the U.S. market, it is the most powerful in terms of horsepower, but it puts out 281 pound-feet of torque. So torque-wise, it's much closer to the Toyota Tacoma. Um, so, so far, this Raptor, if it comes here as equipped with those numbers, will absolutely blow everything else out of the water it, in terms of power. Yeah, it will. It appears to trounce. It even matches a lot of those diesels or gets close to yeah. torque numbers, right? I know the Jeep diesel V6 is really torquey. Yeah. Uh, but, the, but this engine, especially if they tweak it and tune it a little bit differently for the U.S., mm-hmm. it could have 400 horsepower. I mean, that's kind of what they estimated for the Bronco. Right. So... So I think this will push, I mean, the rest of the field. I mean, it has to. One thing about competition you and I have agreed about for years and years since we've been working at TFL is that competition forces is great for the consumer because all the boats have to float up as the water gets higher. And that is exactly what this will do. This and, will force everybody to f- fight. And I'm not, I mean, I sound like I'm power insane, but this is a unique enthusiast truck. Right. Yeah. Um, they will have others, obviously. The regular Ranger will be there. The regular versions of the other competitive trucks will be there. Right. So efficiency is important, right? Mm-hmm. Still, but for this top line truck, I think this is going to be the the benchmark. You know, considering that Ford is starting to move over to electrification, a lot of people have been concerned about that. Suddenly, you have this super powerful midsize truck, which probably won't get great mileage. And <laughs> well, it's it, up in the air. It, yeah, but I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it's great. Uh, and once again, other competitors are watching this. They know that this is a halo vehicle. Well, that's a nice looking interior. Um, so it's a question of what they decide to do to answer this. And I have a feeling, I have a suspicion that. General Motors, with their, and we're not talking about the GMC because that's not at the top in terms of their off-road thing. It's really the Chevy Colorado ZR2. And I have a feeling that Colorado may actually have an answer for this, but that's just a guess. Let's uh, talk about what you're uh, I would hope at. so because we know that actually most of these trucks we just mentioned, competitive trucks, are getting redesigned. Yes. We've seen the new Tacoma, the next Tacoma We testing. know it's testing. Uh, we've seen the Colorado GMC Canyon testing. Right. Uh, what else have we seen? We haven't seen anything from Jeep. As far as prototypes are concerned, I don't think we're going to see a, a, an all-new Jeep. They might have a four by E though. Well, we we they, they already announced that it's coming. Yeah, they just yeah. didn't say when. So um, and Nissan, I mean, potentially, 
well, I mean, we don't know what they have in store. Maybe <laughs> turbos also. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So um, well, we're hearing about that with their larger vehicles that they may get a turbo V6. Right. So it's it, there's there's any maybe electrification hybrids maybe we, yeah. we don't know. It's weird. Nissan has not really embraced that compared to some of the other companies. It's interesting to see. Um, so let's talk about what we're looking at here. Well, yeah. So interior. So we mentioned the chassis is unique. Mm -hmm. Obviously, reinforced. The suspension is unique. Tires are unique. Now the interior is also there, mm -hmm. um, as with other Raptor vehicles. Uh, it's a little bit more upscale. It has more trim, more color. Uh, they're still calling this code orange, so orange accents right. uh, in the stitching and the accessories and um, you know vents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're also showing you if you're watching us on TFL Talk YouTube channel, uh, we're showing the gauge cluster, which is digital, 12.4 inch diagonal screen. I mean, you can also see if you look close, <laughs> uh, different modes. Right, and adjustable steering feel, adjustable suspension, and adjustable exhaust. That's interesting. Yes, um, they still have the valves from the F-150. Right. Well, it, so you're seeing, uh, you know, parts that are coming off F-150 and also actually. On the technology. Actually. Yeah, the yeah. technology. I think that screen is the same as the one that's on in the F-150. I, be I believe so. And yeah. I think the Bronco Raptors can be using this, a very similar screen. Which would make sense. I mean, because, yeah. you know, you well, save. sharing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You save money on, on the long run with that. So, uh, but it looks good. Ford has finally turned the corner and making their interiors look a lot more inviting and a lot more modern. So... I'm curious to see. That's one thing that the Ranger needed right off the bat. The interior always felt a little bit on the cheap side. It was dated. A little, maybe, Even, if not cheap, maybe just a little bit dated. Right. Yeah. And we drove that thing cross-country. I mean, we, we, we yeah, put we some did. miles. And From we, Los we, Angeles to Denver, yeah. at least. And, uh, you know, we've, we've experienced quite a bit of it. And, and they're fine. It's just that uh, others are better. And now it looks like they're more than competitive, at least if this design moves over to the U.S. market, which I think it will. Yeah, and of course the steering wheel is kind of beefy and fat. I like that. And there's a marker, 12 o'clock marker, which is very typical for Raptor. Well, it's, uh, that's uh, a racing thing, yeah. Yeah, you know, so you kind of know where your steering is when you're going, you know, at high speed off-road. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say how it compares to the competition as far as kind of the look and feel uh, the Jeep Gladiator has that kind of tough feel mm -hmm. that I can kind of see in this Raptor version as well. Right, but I'm also seeing a lot of F-150, including the sc uh, screen uh, design, the way they did it. Also yeah, the, so the center the screens. Right. Um, heated and cooled seats. A lot of those switches look very familiar to me. So does the uh, door panel switches. So all in all, it, it, it's, you know, it's part sharing, but it's a good thing this time. Yeah, and uh, the center infotainment screen is now vertical orientation. Right. Um, so they're, they're kind of going away from their horizontal orientation in the F-150s uh, and the Bronco. It's a 12-inch screen. It's it's almost the same kind of orientation as a new RAM. I was about to say RAM. Screens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a t touch wider and a little bit uh, not as tall, but it's also 12-inch. Um, so that's very interesting to see that this technology is trickling down into the midsize segment, right? Well, considering how expensive midsize trucks are nowadays, that makes total sense, right? Yeah, now it's trickling <laughs> up. <laughs> it's trickling, exactly. I mean, midsize trucks and half-ton trucks, uh, they uh, have very little distance between them if you pack, you know, package them right. Uh, interesting, so the gear lever is a little bit different than it was before. Yeah, it was, and this is unique. This is not an F-150 gear lever. Um, it's on the console mm -hmm. in the center, and it does not look like a Bronco uh, shifter. So uh, obviously, 10-speed automatic is still there. Yeah. That's the only transmission uh, that's going to be available. In Which the, in is the, a bummer. Everybody was hoping that the 7-speed would work its way over to this. 
Well, never say never. Yeah. Um, Jim Farley, if you want to tweet something, pl- please let us know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just give us a little heads up on that tweet, and we'll do a whole special just on manual transmissions. <laughs> yes. So if you want to let us know, please. But now we got to talk about four-wheel drive systems, lockers, because that's also very, very important. Right. And it looks like I'm looking at the dial right now, which uh, allows you to select between two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, and some other settings. Yeah. So the dial on this Ranger Raptor is very similar to the Bronco. Mm-hmm. And actually, the current Ranger in many ways. Right. Um, two-wheel drive, uh, rear-wheel drive is available. Of course. Um, for auto... So it's going to have the automatic all-wheel drive which system. Which kind of behaves like an all-wheel drive system. Yeah, sort of. so it's a kind of a fancy transfer case, which is kind of a two-stage. Uh, then you can lock it in four-wheel drive mm-hmm. uh, and also four-low. Okay. Four-low is available. Uh, I don't have the data that didn't specify like crawl ratios. So, okay. So we're not going to be focusing on that. Uh, as far as crawl ratio, but Raptor, at least in the pickup truck form, it's more for higher speed. Right, doesn't not, running. Not for crawling necessarily. Although the current one crawls pretty well. Yeah, I'm just saying the focus of it, right, Right, is not super uh, rock crawly. Um, But you know what I love and also hate? Tell me. Um, They are going to offer both front and rear lockers on this truck. That's what I love. But why would you You know that? You know what I hate? There is no hard button, apparently, for that. You have to go into the screen. Oh. So in order to engage your lockers, and this is as far as we know right now, because they demonstrated it, Mm. you have to go into the special off-road section of your infotainment system and click digital buttons. So there's no simple button for just to lock up the rear end? Or the front end. Okay. What do you think? So the front locker, it, it's not the current one like the Torsen that they're using on the... Uh, Correct. It's selectable. Selectable. Which is that, great. That's great. But I get, I get you now. I see it. But... Mm, but uh, you know, in the Bronco. In the Bronco, dude, there's switches on top of the dash. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, you lock, unlock, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Well, hmm. I, I well maybe it'll change if it, when it comes to our market. Who knows? Okay. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, so that's actually... But what else does it match? Front and rear lockers. The ZR2 has it. Yes. Or the ZR2 currently offers it. And I really hope the next generation will offer it. Yeah. Uh, the Gladiator has it. Front yes. and rear lockers. Yes. Yeah. If you get the Rubicon. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the in fact, the only two who don't have a proper front locker, Nissan and Nissan Toyota. Nissan 4X. Yeah. Yeah. And Toyota. Um, by the way, you may be wondering, for those of you who are Honda fans, why didn't we mention the Ridgeline? Yeah. It's so, not quite in the same off-road category. Ridgeline's a great truck. It's a, it's, it's a perfectly good around-town thing. does light off-roading. But this is we're talking serious off-roading, which it just doesn't quite compete with. You know, All right. Honda should go there. Who, what? Honda should do it. I mean, Honda should... Oh, build one move, of these? Move up. Yeah. Remember? Sh- okay. So they can. You want to go on a quick tangent there? Yes. All right. So what, three years ago, before COVID, at the SEMA show, mm-hmm. they had a concept where they stripped down a Ridgeline and they slapped on a whole bunch of parts from their side-by-sides. Do you remember that? It was red. It looked really cool. I've done a are couple stories. Are you talking stories. about their kind of a tube chassis, or are you talking about production truck that they kind of spiced up? They very much spiced up. <laughs> it wasn't kind of, yeah. Okay. It wasn't a tube chassis. It was, okay. it was yes. But they, they added components to it. So and it, larger tires. I remember oh, that. much, much larger yeah. off-road tires. And that, to me, I swear to God, if they built that, I would find a way to buy it. If, if it was actually a real thing. Um, it was like a full-on side-by-side that you could drive every day and hold your family in. Oh, it had like no doors. 
It, it had two doors. Yeah yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it was a concept. Yeah, but they're not going to go that far. I, but, 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 but if you're talking about Honda going that way, because remember, we're talking Honda is a front wheel drive by setup. Okay, essentially, it's a minivan, yes. a powertrain. It's a good one, but it's yes. still you know. So in order to have a rear locker, a proper one, in order to have the right amount of torque going back there, now all this stuff that you have to do. There are a couple different directions you can go. One, completely redesign it and make it essentially a pickup truck. No, they're not going to do that. Or try to make it into some sort of side-by-side derivative that is, it's got components from like the side-by-sides, has some of their unique uh, actuated lockers, which Honda builds for their side-by-sides, right? Make it a little higher speed tolerance. And all of a sudden you're kind of like building this off-roady little truck thingy that is completely different than everybody else. And when you do it, we'll dedicate an entire or several shows to, to it. I will buy one. And I will, I'll buy one. And hey, Honda has excellent all-wheel drive systems. Yeah. They're, that's not their uh, weak VTM, point. Uh, VTM4. Yeah. And it's also it's got um, um, side-to-side vectoring. Yeah, to, and then uh, for the uh, rear end. Uh, yeah. For the rear. There's nothing wrong with that. It just needs more ground clearance, more aggressive suspension, like you were saying. Yes. So, okay. Sorry, I had tangent, to go on that ten, tangent. Tangent done. Over. Yeah, we're done. Done. Okay. Okay, let's go back to Ford. Okay, where were we? we were, oh, lockers. Yes, we, we were, were talking lockers. about lockers and yeah. the, the plus. And so once again, you have to go into, at least the, the model uh, overseas, you have to go into the screen and then tell it that you want to lock up front the front. Front or rear. Right. Or rear or in front. Can you do it separately? Can you just lock up the front? Well, I, I, I don't think so. Normally, I, that's not the case. Usually, so in the Bronco, you can't. So there's certain mm. modes in the Bronco, yeah, but the Bronco where like a, it's kind of a beefy off-roader. Yeah. So in, the, in the Bronco, in certain modes, I believe it's in four low, but don't quote me on this, you could only select front and not rear, and that kind of helps you. You know, sometimes when you're climbing, you need to shift the vehicle. Right, and let the know? rear end kind of bounce yeah, around and, a little. and let the rear end kind of slide a little bit while while the front is hooking. Oh, that, that brings up an important point. Now, I know what, that the what? new Bronco Raptor has that slide drag rear end uh, thing. We've t- tested on Tremors, too, where it locks up one wheel in the rear. Oh, it, it, it drags, drags one wheel. Right, I forgot turn, the name. Turn assist. Turn assist. Yes. Do you think this will have it? It's hard to tell. I can't even see uh, the, the buttons. That button might be digital. Well, right. mostly, yeah, that's so, what I was thinking. So, so it would be on yeah, the screen. Because the F-150 Tremor offers it. Yeah. The F-150 Raptor offers it. That's my point. Uh, the Bronco offers it. Yes. So technically, that technology is there. So they could use that. Precisely. So, so um, And it just makes, it helps you move, make a tighter turn off-road. Actually, uh, I was just in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, auto show with Roman. Right. And the, the, the Ford booth, uh, they had a little driving circuit uh-huh. where you could drive around in, indoors. Yeah. And they put sand on the floor. And they were showing how that works. You know, consumers can come in, anybody can come in into the show and kind of watch that and experience it. Right. Um, it works well. There are people who say, you know, you're tearing up the land if you're using it on the trail. But there are certain use cases where it's actually very helpful and not very, very damaging. Now, we played with it a little bit. And I, can, I understand the point of, you know, why you would want to do that. If you had a really narrow, you had a situation that you could have really used it in with your own truck where you were between two trees. Oh, you have to bring that up now? Yeah, and then if you could have locked up your right rear wheel, you would have made that right turn even tighter. Like a a pivot. Right, you would have pivoted, Yeah, and I think you would have gotten out of there without actually scarring your truck. So that is that one 
you know, once in a lifetime opportunity to use that thing, which you didn't yeah. have. And also like on uh, Black Bear Pass, uh, yes. tight serpentines, oh, geez, yeah. um, which would you rather do? Would you rather make a 15-point turn, which also tears up the land, mm -hmm. or would you make a one-point turn dragging one tire? So you got to weigh those uh, yeah. situations. And if you're on an ORV trail, I mean, as long as you're staying the trail, dragging a little bit, I think it's okay. I, honestly, those people are nitpicking. Um, so let's continue though. We have a little bit more to talk about with this truck. Yeah, totally. Um, so, so for four wheel drive system and why, I mean, why am I so excited about lockers, right? Because Toyota obviously has, um, a way to, you know, distribute braking, right? And kind of mimic that feature and, and function. Well, they have the, the um, two off-road systems combined into one in their, in their vehicle, the A-Track and yeah, the, and, uh, and also crawl, crawl control, control. They offer that. And if you combine the two, it works quite well. Yeah, so, but there's something about the driver making that choice, mm -hmm. right? When you're approaching an obstacle like Razor Rocks, for example, that right. they use, and you know you need it, and you pre-select it, so you don't have to worry about the truck, you know, figuring it out while you're driving. Right, you already know what the truck is doing. You've already locked it up. I prefer less gadgets than more. I just acknowledge when the gadgets that they put on the truck work. And... Uh, Ford has been on the forefront of doing a lot of stuff when it comes to semi, somewhat autonomous driving on its own off-road, right? Similar to what Toyota's doing, but uh, Ford's taken it up a step in certain ways. Not only that, but remember they, they were actually able to do that, um, what was it, they, they, in reverse, we tested it out in Moab, we could actually it, make it, the system it, work. It, and also Tacoma offers that too. Does it? Okay, yes. I, I, I never so, tried it. Uh, but remember the previous versions of the Tacoma and actually the current Tacoma, uh -huh. that system, you could hear it working. Like it's grabbing oh the brakes God, and the traction control like, yeah, it's yeah. growling. Uh, the Ford system does not, is not as loud. And actually the, the Tundra, the new one, they redesigned that system and now it's quiet. So the next Tacoma, I'm assuming, will have I, I the, think, the yeah. better system. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you're so, right about that. So, yeah, that, like, I said, like you said, competition. Yes. It's it lifting, forces it's everybody lifting, to go. Lifting yeah. everybody there. Oh, here's another view of the center screen. Yeah, and by the way, I'm not a huge fan of giant screens like that. That's, now, I know a lot of you guys are like, oh, well, you know, technology, everybody's going to take a step. I prefer smaller screens, personally. It's just, I don't know, reflection bothers me. But this is what Ram's doing, and Ram has managed to do it in a very aesthetically pleasing way. And it looks like Ford is doing it in a slightly different way, but it's still not too bad. It looks pretty good. Yeah, well, obviously, we'll have to experience it exactly. ourselves. Uh, when hopefully you know, by the end of this year, if they debut it. I'm actually very pleased to see that at the bottom of the screen, you have physical uh, knobs and buttons for the uh, heating air conditioning system. That's huge because some people don't do that and it's irritating. I much prefer having an actual button I can hit or an actual knob I can twist. Well, you don't have to look down necessarily. You yeah, can you can just do it by it. feel. Yeah. Right, right. And really make it easy. Of course, this is the latest Sync 4A. Mm -hmm. So you ha also have voice uh, commands. Yeah. Um, even like my F-150 hybrid, I can tell the system to change the temperature, for example, in the cabin. Does it work? Yes, All and the it time? Under understands my uh, accent too. Your accent's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, but so technology is in it's evolving. Getting better, right? it's, it's evolving. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a trim piece that goes across the center of the uh, dash that I can see. You guys, if you're listening, obviously can't. But it's a uh, bunch of uh, vertical lines. Uh, well, there's two vertical lines. Uh, there's how do I put it? It's, it's several vertical lines going across the center component. It looks ribbed. 
ribbed. That's, yes. I didn't want to say that on camera. Yeah, it, but it is. It's but, ribbed. But, but, yeah. But, and but so, I don't know. I mean, I would have different. preferred, I don't know, maybe aluminum trim or something else. That's what I was wondering. So, that's probably what would go there is either a piece of aluminum or run across it or, I guess, wood in some cases or fake wood. But... Can you it, imagine the Ranger King Ranch? Well, why not? <laughs> Eddie Bauer. Eddie Bauer. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting. Um, and, you know, every time I look at this, I keep thinking to myself, wow, the glove compartment's really close to the steering wheel. But then <laughs> I remember how small this truck is. Remember, it's, it's a lot smaller than the F-150. Especially about on the six inches on width, on yeah. cabin width. Yeah. yeah, and you can really see that there. Yeah. You can really, yeah, it's interesting. It's a mid-sized truck. I mean, and, and that's one of the beauties of it, right? Yep. It will fit on more trails. That's it's just it's and more be, garages and more garages. More uh, lightweight is better for off-roading. Mm -hmm. Just all all that stuff. Everything about mid. I, I love mid-sized trucks. I don't know if you guys know this, but if I had the choice between a full-size and a mid-sized truck. More often than not, I would choose the midsize truck just because it's more practical. I also know that my family would be more comfortable driving it if I wasn't around to drive it. Um, it's easier to maneuver, you know, easier to daily. So this, this, however, <laughs> this looks this looks really mean. I love that picture. So the angle, what we're looking at right now, for those of you who are, once again are listening, is showing the rear articulation, um, and it's fairly it's extreme. Good, yeah. Yeah, we don't have all the numbers yet. No, like we don't I said, know. like ground clearance. But what is what are they competing against? What are some of the ground clearance numbers? Um, okay, well they range. Um, so currently, the leader in ground clearance is the Jeep Gladiator Rubicon. That's eleven point one inches of ground clearance. Everybody else is in the nines, pretty much. Uh, so the Ford Ranger Tremor currently is nine point seven inches. The Toyota Tacoma TRD Pro is nine point four inches. The Chevy Colorado is 8.9 inches. I think that's the spool valves that, that are dropping down on that one. And maybe the pumpkin in the back. Oh, maybe the pumpkin D in the back. Yeah. Or something. Uh, and the uh, ground clearance on the uh, Pro 4X Nissan Frontier is 9.4 inches. So, yeah. So, the, the, so they have, this has to be in the higher range it's, of that. Well, the larger tires really is what you know helps. It'll so help it. I'm willing to bet that it's some, probably near, very near the Jeep Gladiator Rub Rubicon's numbers. That's what I'm willing to bet. Yeah, so the other thing is we had a couple of questions. For example, um, Chad emailed us mm -hmm. um, earlier on today, and um, he was asking about some of the components on the suspension. Sure. And the currently the first generation of the Ranger Raptor has solid rear axle, mm -hmm. independent front. Yeah. And in the back, it has what's called the Watts Link suspension, which is this really fancy kind of two bars going parallel to the rear axle right. to locate the axle and allow it to go up and down. That way, when it gets jostled and bounced around, it comes back to its neutral position without any... Yeah, and just stays there, right? Right, exactly. So, Solid. So, unfortunately, Chad, I have not driven a suspension like this. Oh. I don't know. I don't know if you have driven Watts links. Yeah, before, yeah, I have. Oh, yeah. But and it's a it's a popular thing for off roading too, uh, because it does allow a lot yeah. of articulation. Yeah, and it's just kind of exactly. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't driven the first generation the Ranger Raptor, so I'm mm. looking forward to this. Yeah. But but um, a lot of other companies like the Jeep Gladiator has doesn't have Watts Link. No. But it has the five link coil rear suspension. Another way of relocating. Another way of doing it. Right. Right. Um, and trucks like the new TRX have that. The new Tundra Tundra has a very similar multi link setup. They call mm -hmm. it. Um, so everybody seems to be moving this way. Although the Ranger Raptor is using this Watts link, 
which is a little bit more complicated. Is that fair to say? It's more complicated, but, but it's also more compact in certain ways because you're not, first of all, you don't have long bars running forward that, I don't know, might encumber. I, they they use current, them in racing. Yeah. Yeah, they might. I don't, it's really hard to say. And there may be some structural reasons why they did that, which we just do not know right now, whether you know, underneath the vehicle they had to you know, have these links put in for a specific reason. I am curious to whether or not the new Ranger will also have that rear end With setup. coils. Right. right. So maybe not the Watts link, but maybe a just coil setup. Yeah, right? I'm wondering, and we don't know. Well, that because yet. that's the, what the Bronco has, right? So, so that's very interesting. So stay tuned. Yeah. Obviously, we need to test it more. We need to, you know, get our hands on it, um, which might be this year. Well, yeah, yeah. So the CEO said it'll be on sale next year. Yeah. So hopefully, we'll see a debut of it this year. That's what I'm right? exactly my hey, point. Maybe Los Angeles. Very possible. Some trucks arrive in Los Angeles. Actually. Yeah, the ZR2 concept showed up in LA. Right. Um, Ford has done. Ford actually in LA have sort of are on the outs though. But during LA or around that time period, they may do like a Novemberish event. time frame. Right. right. Or even during SEMA. That yes. would be a very logical time to do uh, it. Ford loves SEMA actually. They didn't, the, when you first did the Racing Raptor. Or, uh, no, uh, the racing Bronco. That was during SEMA. Exactly. Right? And that was, yeah. what, three years ago? Yes. Okay. So maybe that's it, when they will. Yes. So that's entirely possible. We'll see. Yeah. And, of course, uh, also Ford has, you know, those Bronco off-rodeo places. Right. Um, and there's one in Nevada near Las Vegas, which is where SEMA is. So so that's very possible. That would make a lot of sense as well. They could, that they could offer that. Well, I mean, they Ford have said they were doubling down on their truck portfolio, so this is obviously part of that. Absolutely, and um, we just have to talk about price. Mm, yes. Well, as one of the as one of the components of this, obviously, no U.S. pricing is available even for the next generation regular Ranger. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have some pricing on the rest of the field, right? right. And I'm talking about pricing over the over the base truck, right? So the Ranger Raptor, sorry, it's the Ford Ranger Tremor, that's, once again, the most off-road capable Ranger we currently have in the United States. That's $4,290 for the Tremor package. That's um, kind of affordable as far as what you get. Right. When you consider the fact that you're getting, you know, the beefed up tire slightly suspension and everything else. Slight right. left. Yeah. Uh, Toyota Tacoma TRD Pro. Now, the TRD Pro package is $9,500. That mm. is amongst the more expensive ones out there. That is steep. And this is over that TRD off-road. Right. Which is what makes the TRD off-road Tacoma a good value. Uh, TRD Pro, of course, goes to Fox Shocks. Special wheels, right? Tires, skid plates, trim components too, you, and all. You name that. it, yeah, it, it goes higher. Jeep Gladiator Rubicon uh, is six thousand uh, dollars. That's the increase you get there. So, fairly reasonable considering what you're getting on that package. Now, I don't see the upgrade for the CR2 package. I, I think it's in that neighborhood. I think bef between four and six. Okay, um, and the same for Nissan. Nissan, right? yeah, is about the same. So. Um, so I'm assuming, let's take a regular Ranger, mm -hmm. right? Oh, well, it's a good example. The Tremor Ranger, right? That's about, what, $4,200? Yep, $4,200. Um, but, but with this Raptor version of it, you're getting even more sophisticated uh, um, suspension. Yeah, and, and different sheet metal. Slightly, yeah. It's a unique different frame. Sheet, uh, frame, uh, even lights and even the grills and all that stuff. So you're getting essentially a completely different truck. Right. Well, well, yeah, and now beefed up powertrain, uh, more interior appointments. Right? right. So this this could be six, seven, 
$8,000 package on oh, top. Oh, I'm going to say 10. I'll just throw it. Yeah, I'm going to say 10. When you look at what is currently available on the regular Raptor, and I just did a little, or regular Raptor, regular Ranger overseas, and then you see how much different this truck is. We're talking about a completely different truck. And the new engine, by the way. Yes, exactly. My powertrain, <laughs> exactly my point. And I, I almost, I can guarantee you that even the transmission has to have been updated to handle this much power. All of this stuff has to be done. So what you're getting is a completely different truck built specifically for hardcore off-road use. As such, if you're looking at a regular F-150 and then you're looking at a Ranger or at, at, at the Raptor F-150, what's the price differential? It's, it's a lot. Substantial. <laughs> right. It's over 10. Exactly. Because so, the new F-150 Raptor starts at about 65 grand. Right. And let's say F-150 Tremor even starts at around 52-ish. That's already 13 grand. Now you're getting where I'm coming from. Yes. So that's why so I'm laying that down. 10,000 is my guess. I'm with you now. Okay. Now that I think about it a little bit more. Um, so which this would put it in the 50 plus thousand dollar category easily. How much do you think the the Jeep, sorry, the uh, the Ford Bronco Raptor is going to run? It, it's they announced it at 69,000. Right. More than the F150 Raptor. Right. Uh, I don't think I don't think that's going to be the position for the Ranger Raptor. I don't think it's going to be that high. Because because it has to have some sort of a more affordable entry. W- and that's what mind, this is. In my mind. Right. That's what this is, unless they decide to you know go crazy and build a, a Maverick Raptor. Uh, Raptor R version of it? <laughs> yeah. um, you never know. Um, but so, so what we're talking about here is a much more powerful vehicle that is way more capable off-road, front and rear lockers, way more tech, way more suspension, built-up platform, Different sheet metal, different interior updates, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm going to say easily $10,000 over a regular 4x4 range. So there's some information there, uh, and this is rumor because there's no official pricing. Right. uh, Puts it at about, this Ranger Raptor at about $52,000, $53,000 starting price. That's Australian debt money? no, this is like converted to. Oh, that's what it converts to U.S. To money. U.S. Because okay. there are many rumors are flying now, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. Oh yeah, um, that sounds reasonable, and that's actually you can option a Gladiator Rubicon way past that. Oh, you Especially can get with a the, diesel. Oh, with yeah, sixty thousand dollars easily into the sixties. Yeah, so yeah. so I think the Ford has room, pricing room there at the top of that segment. Right. So, so I'm a, I'm gonna say like mid fifties would be I think a, a, a reasonable guess. So it's entirely possible that when this vehicle comes to market, uh, ten thousand dollars over a standard four by four Ranger, right? Yeah. And then somewhere in between, the Tremor will sit, and then you have this one, which is going to be the absolute top notch one, which will be, we think, in the fifties. I think that's more than reasonable. Reasonable in terms of a guess. Price-wise, yeah, it's a lot of dough. But you also are getting right out of the box something that looks like it could race Baja 500. So I don't know. Or at least pre-run it. Pre-run right. it at least. But yeah. it looks it looks pretty capable. And Ford has been really good. And one thing I'll give Ford a lot of credit about is that unlike a lot of automakers, other automakers, if I can speak English today, um, Ford does put their vehicles to the test. They do race their vehicles. They and they participate in different series. Right, 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 right. right, right. Well, so, GM does this too. Yeah, not to the extent of Ford, I don't think. I don't hear about GM nearly as much as I hear about Ford. Well, they, they talk about their ZR2s, um, especially uh, with, with, you know, with Chad Hall uh, mm-hmm. racing. 
um, and using performance parts that you and I can buy. So yes. I would say GM, well, they're, they're close up there. Mm. Ford has also run to car. A lot of people don't know that. For with a Raptor, first gen, I think, and then Ford has also done the various Baja races and all that stuff. Look, I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just simply saying that very few. Uh, but they invest know. in there, right? Yes. And they also show that the Raptor truck is capable of it. And I'm willing to bet they're going to do the same thing with this Raptor Ranger, which is great because that means that companies who have done this before, like Nissan and Toyota, they need to do that as well. We could have a whole new slugfest on our hands with off-road variants of these vehicles, super off-road capable, and then having a version of that off-road racer available for the public. I mean, how cool would that be? Absolutely awesome. And uh, Nissan is starting to do this. So they have the Nismo off-road parts coming soon, right? uh, which includes a lift, special shocks that you can get from the dealership and get them installed. Uh, They're also participating in like Rebel Rally, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm hoping Nissan will do more of that. Now, Nissan doesn't have the same pockets that Ford and General Motors have for this type of thing. But their Frontier is actually getting very popular. Oh, yeah. The new one. Yeah. The new one. I was just talking, once again, in Chicago, they unveiled the hard body concept. Which was kind of cool, I thought. Which was pretty awesome. I was talking to the Nissan team. Yeah. And they were basically, well, they're also struggling with shortages, but they're saying, they're basically Every Pro 4X Frontier is selling off the truck. Yeah. They're not waiting on lots, basically. Yeah. Um, so they have also a problem. They can cannot build enough right now. It's a good problem to have. Yes. Yeah. So they, that should raise their budgets, right? That should help them and, and you know, and launch them further. Yeah. One, one would hope that they also decide to do another version of that truck that has perhaps a more powerful powertrain. and Warrior. Oh, God. I know we go back to the whole warrior thing. But uh, but the same goes for Toyota. Now, we also know that Toyota is building up a brand-new truck that we're expecting to see pretty soon. And that one may be very competitive with this. It may have a t- you know special off-road version of that. Yeah, because right now they already unveiled the Sequoia TRD Pro, which is a big SUV. Right. A big three, a ton- Tundra-based SUV. They have the Tundra TRD Pro that's coming one in a couple months. Yes. It's going to be on sale. Um, also, hybrids are available. So Toyota may select another hybrid version of the Tacoma. Which could prove to be super uh, powerful. Exactly. So uh, this is going to be exciting, dude. This, this mid-size segment is going to be hot. We knew that it was growing. And there's other stuff that's out there, too. I mean, there's, there's trucks testing in the U.S. that we still don't know 100%, not even 100%, we don't even know 50% of why they're here in testing. Well, well Mitsubishi, for example. Exactly. Yes. So L- L200 Triton trucks. Yes, are testing here in the States. Now, granted, we know that other countries do test here and sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for no reason. Uh, no reason for us, I mean. But uh, who knows? Maybe Dodge or Ram is serious about building a uh, Dakota. And they are still very well. Stellantis is uh, partnered with uh, Mitsubishi on certain products, overseas at least. So who knows? This could be something interesting. And we also have the Amarok coming very soon as well. Which is based on the Ford Ranger platform. Right. but the next generation Amarok. But it's going to have a different powertrain. Exactly. And we don't know yet if it's going to be on sale in the U.S. But That's, it could be technically. But it's going to be built here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it could. It's because crazy. the chicken tax was preventing it, really. Yes, exactly. In, in the past. But so, if it's built here, then boop, no chicken tax. So we can have another entry in the segment. Precisely. And that's so this is this is great. This is good stuff for us. And yes. it's good stuff for you guys out there, the uh, the consumer. Absolutely. So this is quite exciting. Um, hopefully we answered some of your questions um, in this podcast. 
Um, obviously, we'll have to wait and see how the U.S. version, if it's going to be slightly different, right. how it's going to change, maybe a little bit more power, maybe less power. Uh, who knows locker situation? We, we want to see how that works. Yeah, Ford, if you're listening, please, it would be awesome if you could have actual buttons to lock up the front and rear end. That would be so cool. But that's all I'm going to ask. I'm not going to ask for anything they else. They do have, in this Ranger Raptor, the new one, the auxiliary switches on the ceiling. Okay, cool. So For lights not, and stuff. Yeah, but that's another place you could put potentially additional buttons. Um, Maybe. If you wanted to. Toyota does that. Right. Um, so And we've seen with the, uh, the current uh, Raptor that there's a lot of link switches out there, which are great because it's nice to have the rocker switch ready to go and you can wire whatever you want to them. So. A winch, lights, uh, etc. Yeah, so, rocket launcher. By the way, they didn't show any winch on, on this announcement. So most manufacturers, you know, let the aftermarket do it or accessories do it. Bring up the image of the front of the truck. I want to just... Oh, there's another thing on the front. Yeah, let's look at that. Um, Here you go. Those look like... Spots for tow hooks, right? Yeah, so if you're watching this, there's a big skid plate in the front. Yeah. Uh, it's basically silver. And then there's two rectangular holes. And if you remove those covers, there are tow hooks underneath it. Are but they red? No. Oh, no. God, Tommy's going to just shoot him. So, uh, yeah, um, thank you for, but, for doing but why that. Why are they covering it? Do you think it's aerodynamics? Yeah, that's Other a really safety? good one. Well, why not? That makes sense because then it's a quick way to solve aerodynamics, right? So if you need something to cover rather than have those hooks standing out there and, and creating you know, turbulent air or whatever, having covers on those things that you can move and then use them when necessary, I think that makes a lot of sense. And also, um, a lot of new pedestrian crash uh, regulations may have to do something with that. Um, mm. It's really hard to tell because each country has different regulations. That right? is true. So that's, that's another one. Now, the but, bumper in the front end. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to mention the bumper. It looks like it's running all the way across. It does, but it also looks like there's a large opening probably for the intercooler. And that may mean that this truck is not set up for a winch. It may mean that. And... Um, we know that, for example, aftermarket has some solutions for the F-150 Raptor for winching. Right. Because they relocate the intercooler. It's not easy to No, do. It's, it's, there's a lot that Obviously has to be done. Obviously, everything costs money, right? Yeah, of course. But it can be done if you have the money. But it's not something that's done by the factory. Right. So this is something that um, you know some people might be interested in seeing as well. But all in all, I think it's a good-looking truck. Uh, it looks purposeful. But most importantly, that powertrain, the suspension, and the lockers, ugh. I love it. Love it. Yeah, there, there's nothing more to say until we actually get to drive it. Right. So so there you have it. So hopefully you have a really good picture now of the new F, uh, I was going to say F-150, <laughs> Ford Ranger Raptor, the little new member of the Raptor team, uh, Raptor brand. Right you are, Andre. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, we want to hear your comments. We want to see your comments. Please add them below, and hopefully we'll be able to answer a few questions as well. Exactly, and tfl-studios.com. Uh, this is a co collection of all the, everything we do automotive. Uh, we have up to eight channels now, uh, four websites, two podcasts. So if you go to tfl-studios.com, you'll get all the latest news in one place, so you can click through it. I would love a graphic of Roman juggling all the different names of all our different channels whenever Ooh. you click on that. Oh, oh. Wouldn't that be funny? Like a little GIF? Yeah, like exactly. Like a little motion thing? A little motion thing of yeah. him juggling with it. That'd be fun. And also, you can link that as a little app on your phone. Yes, so I have on my that, phone. That's what we do, you know, just for the latest news, because our team is working very hard. 
um, the guys um, Case and Alex just did motorcycle news. Yes. Um, Zach is following all the car news. So it's right there. It's all there, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time. See ya. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.